the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Now, today we're talking about, we're still on episode, we're on episode four, right? Or episode five. We are five. on the, yeah, part five of the Vata Derangement Syndrome. Somewhat of what I have right now. Exactly. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. But again, before we start. Did you subscribe? Did you like? Did you share? Did you follow us on Instagram? Did you follow us on YouTube? And did you follow our pages on Facebook? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's it pretty much. Okay, good. And a big thank you to Jane, the kick-butt yoga teacher in Siempit, Florida, who's sponsoring this series. Yes. And she can be found. We'll put uh, how to get all of it. Yeah, it's in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. The episode notes have a lot of information, so if you are not already going to the episode notes, you may be missing out on some things. Yes, because you spend a lot of time writing things down, a lot more time than I would. But I digress. Tell me, what are we talking about today in the Vata Derangement Syndrome? What we are talking about today is uh, a concept that... uh, um, that is missed out a lot, <laughs> obviously. And uh, it has to do with the concept of the void, uh, as in uh, empty space. Okay, and so you're talking about in Ayurveda, there is, the void is what? The void is, uh, well, the Vata Dosha it has, uh, is made up uh, primarily of the space <clears throat> element and the air element. And uh, in uh, the first part of this series, we talked about the concept of uh, too much space or uh, too little space in terms of our daily life, and as in being able to go out and do things. Mm-hmm. And actually, things are starting to shift again to bringing people back in. Yes, correct. And, uh, and that's actually very interesting because changing things too quickly uh, can really aggravate uh, the vata dosha because it's uh, it's irregular movement and the irregular movement is not good for the vata dosha. But that's that's an, another story. that's another story. Uh, for today, at least for right now, this part where we are going with is that. Um, we, we, are all, we all have a routine and we are used to doing things and things that are rewarding. Even people that don't have a routine actually do have a routine. Exactly, yes, because we have something that we do on a regular basis, whether it's work, whether it's charity, whether it's sports, anything. It doesn't matter, but it's something that, is, that feels rewarding to us. It, uh, it kind of gives us that concept of fulfillment. Whether okay. it's a good thing or a bad thing, it doesn't matter. We get that 
concept of fulfillment from something. And when that is taken away from us, then we don't have that concept of fulfillment. And uh, that leaves a void, ah. empty space that needs to be filled with something. And this empty space, whichever side of the is it real or is it not, as far as the uh, this issue that we're going through, yes, it is affects people either way. Yes, it affects people either way, and uh, so an example of that void is uh, an an example that I I think is the most obvious and is missed a lot is when a woman gives birth uh -huh. for nine or so months the her womb was filled with something very very precious uh -huh. and all of a sudden when she gives birth that very very precious thing it doesn't fill her womb anymore okay and and then we talk about the uh, postpartum depression, right? And a lot of times people say, oh, that's just in your head. It doesn't exist. That's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And there is nothing further from the truth. That void needs to be filled with something. And if that woman doesn't have the care and, uh, you know, to do that. The knowledge. The knowledge, the care, the knowledge, like the care from others, the knowledge from herself, all that stuff, it can turn really, really bad. And there is nothing uh, further from the natural process. Ayurveda says that is so natural. That's why Ayurveda talks about all the things that need to be done when a mother gives birth. And I know you've also, not that, you've also talked about postpartum, or... Uh, a PTSD. Uh, PTSD, yes. Yep, post-traumatic uh, uh, stress disorder or <clears throat> depression. I don't like those words. Uh, and those, that is so extremely natural. The soldier, the warrior, the whoever is out there doing, having, having a purpose, having a goal, having his every moment or her every moment, their every moment being taken care, you know, being filled with something, something mm -hmm. great. And then all of a sudden, something great in as in uh, inten yeah, um, they have, intensity. They have, yeah. Not, um, it's a high-intensity exactly, way of living. Exactly. I'm not talking good or bad. I know someone will be upset about this. <laughs> so uh, then all of a sudden, they leave that life and that void is gone. Is gone. That's why I think also, uh, and it's a little bit at a different level, is when people retire. Yes. They lose that void of what they were when they were working exactly so it's it's uh i was a doctor i was a lawyer i was a plumber i was all yep 
whatever it was, they were and they identified as that. And then when they retired, they stopped doing that. Yeah. And that is probably one of the worst things that you can do because then your void isn't being filled. Exactly. And you run into other things, exactly. other issues. Exactly. I know my parents, both when they retired, they actually got jobs again. They yes. started doing something else. So yep. they actually never really retired. Exactly. Exactly. And I I watched my father have this issue because he thought that uh, he was filling his time. He was enjoying his retirement, but but he was making himself say he was enjoying it. He wasn't really enjoying it. Because and he loved arguing with everybody. Uh, yes. That was filling his void. <laughs> yes, but it wasn't as fulfilling as the career that he had. And that's why his health started uh, declining, even though he denied that to the last minute, as soon as he retired. Yeah. It's a very, very interesting so the void can be seen on all different levels. Exactly. And exactly. what we're seeing it today, today yep. is being having to go inside your house and not being able to do your job, do what you felt. What was was giving you some sort of fulfillment, some sort of reward, whether good or bad. So what you were doing before may not be as healthy as what you are doing now, but it's all about are you filling your void uh, with properly. properly in yeah. a way that was satisfying to you before. So I want to come back in a couple seconds with the proper ways and the improper ways of filling your void. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back. And we're talking about fill in the void. Yes. So right off the bat, let's go into how you shouldn't fill your void. Okay. Uh, another favorite topic of mine. Uh, you, you shouldn't fill your void with uh, kind of food first or activities. Yeah. Food. We'll go with food. Okay. Because that's, that's a normal. Okay. Everybody's filling their void with... Uh, bad food. Exactly. So what happens is uh, food is one of those things that whether we realize it or not, we go towards when we need to feel something. It's and like, that's comfort food. And that's comfort that's food. That's the whole name of it. Exactly. Don't we say, oh, that hit the spot? It's like that filled the spot. <laughs> uh, comfort food. And uh, what do we... Comfort food, like the ordinary comfort food, is full of toxins and inflammatory stuff. And you can say, so it's uh, pizza, chips. Uh, Cookies, yep. bad chocolate, cake. Uh, cake, candy, 
But uh, all of those things can actually be done in a way that they are delicious and nutritious. Yep. Exactly. So comfort food made right, made properly, can be the most delicious, nourishing thing you've ever imagined. Because I know, like, uh, uh, we get uh, pie every now and then. Yes. <laughs> and the pie we get, though, is made with lard. Exactly. It's uh, fresh berries cooked. Uh, so it's, it's meeting all the things that would be a comfort food. Exactly. But also, it's not cooked with uh, vegetable oil. It's not full of... Uh, Processed sugar. Yep. and Exactly. So it's a... What, what comfort food has in terms of the Ayurvedic qualities, it has the oily quality, it has the heavy quality, it has the sweet taste, the smooth, the soft, the static quality to fill the space. So you can get a lot of those qualities from uh, uh, white rice with lots of butter and bacon <laughs> okay so uh, over easy eggs cooked yeah. in lard covering the butter of which was the last and bacon. Uh, meal we just posted exactly yep. it was like a poop on a shingle yeah sos <laughs> yes sos and uh we can attach that recipe in the notes so Comfort food can, it can be delicious and nutritious. Yep. So choose the comfort food wisely. Because then you, you feel better. Exactly. You need it. It's not something you should avoid. It's not something you should feel guilty about. It is something you should seek. It, we, need, we need those qualities. If we don't get those qualities we are not going to be able to maintain our dynamic balance. A lot of problems are going to start. Okay. So, uh, cheese, really good full-fat cheese. Rico and that's the main thing. Ricotta is, cheese. Yeah, is, you, you like ricotta. I love ricotta everything. cheese. To me, it's like ice cream. I love it. And, and that's the thing is that it's got to have... Fat. It can't fat. be the skim milk. No, it can't be the, no skim it can't milk. be the uh, high carbish thing. No, fat free, fat, low fat, 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 all that. No, heavy, full fat. Greek yogurt, heavy, full fat. Greek yogurt, and add your own fruit, nuts, and honey to it if you wish. Don't buy it. Uh, with it already with mixed. With that yeah. already mixed. So, but the oily, heavy, static, smooth, soft qualities, the sweet taste is something we really need. I know, like for us right now, for the last month or so, we've been adding a lot of the heavy whipping cream yes, to our meals. Exactly. Exactly. So, look for those things. 
and start incorporating them in your diet. What you want to stay away from is the vegetable oils, sunflower, sesame, uh, I don't even canola oil, uh, uh, grapeseed oil. Oh my goodness! And also, you're also not looking for raw. No, you are not looking for raw food. You are not looking. Oh, it's uh, summer. Uh, Ayurveda says I should have raw or anything like that. There is nothing further from the truth. And Ayurveda doesn't say eat. Veg no. Or eat salad in the summer, no. does it? No, Ayurveda, the traditional Ayurveda says that raw foods are really hard in your digestion. And unless your digestion is perfectly balanced... Which is almost no one. No one today. Because somebody that's perfectly balanced wouldn't be eating raw food. Exactly. So, so today nobody's digestion is perfectly balanced. So... All of us across the board, as a rule of thumb, there are always exceptions, should stay away from raw foods as our staple. Oh. I know like in Greece, I'm bringing back up your heritage, yep. we have the Greek salad. Yes. And the Greek salad does have uh, raw tomatoes mm -hmm. and raw cucumbers in it. Yes. And raw onions, actually, yep. even. But if it's made properly the tomatoes have been peeled exactly the cucumbers have been peeled exactly and the onions and all three of those have a lot of uh, olive oil olive oil and a lot of a uh, uh, full fat feta cheese tons of it so you and also it has salt for a little while and it's and got a little bit of vinegar exactly. too even in vinegar almost pickles it a little bit exactly so to you know almost cook in a way yes yes yep and by and the way that's our, that's about the only salad we eat exactly really. and it's a except salad. for horda <laughs> yeah. which is the raw vegetables cooked cooked exactly so back to the greek salad the whole greek salad is uh is a little bit of a side dish you are not supposed to make a full meal out of it. So it's not... So unless the, it's the cheese. Exactly, <laughs> unless it's the cheese and the olives uh, and the bread dipped in the olive oil. So the other side stuff is just on the side. So always look at the old tradition. And then the other one that you brought up, the horta, which is a great, great summer staple in yes. Greece uh, as the vegetable uh, uh -huh. stable. It, they are cooked greens. They are cooked greens served with uh, tons of olive oil and uh, lemon. Yes. So, and just a little bit of salt and pepper for flavoring. Exactly. And it is delicious. Exactly. And they are actually uh, not aggravating your vada. Because the vada gets aggravated by raw. Uh -huh. Because raw has the dry, rough, light qualities. So vata needs heavy. And vata needs the sweet, sour, and salty tastes. And that's what the cooked horda has. Excellent. So we'll come back here in a couple seconds to talk about the physical aspect of filling the void. Stay tuned.
and we're back. And yeah, I notice I always say, and we're back. <laughs> so that's that's going to be my new uh, uh, mantra. And we're back. <laughs> Does that work? So Yet again. Yet again. And so that was the food. Yes. Cer some things that you can do to help fill the void. And there's also things that you can do physically. Some people might say this is not physical. Some people will say it's physical. Go ahead, whatever you want. Call it, I'm calling it physical. Uh, yeah, I don't care what you call it. All I care about is that you do it. And actually, I don't really care about whether you do it or not because as a living Ayurvedic practitioner, I should have zero attachment to the outcome. But I do have attachment to you putting a like, sharing, and all those things. Exactly. <laughs> so my mature Ayurvedic self would say, I don't care whether you do it or not. Uh, but my immature Ayurvedic self still cares a lot about whether you do it or not. <laughs> so, okay. So what should they be doing? Um, proper breath work. And uh, when, uh, when I say proper breath work means breathing in a way that fills the lower lobes of your lungs. Yes, a lot of people only breathe with their upper. Exactly. Uh, in, in, order, in order to help your nervous system, in order to be able to produce a lot more ATP and be healthier and happier and all that stuff, you have to breathe in a way that gets air in the lower lobes of your lungs. So our lungs are a great example of uh, space in uh, Ayurveda. When... Uh, you study Ayurvedic anatomy. Mm -hmm. You uh, talk about the spaces in your body. And the lungs are a big example. Now, the thunder that uh, is in the background, I'm not sure if they hear it or not, is that space? <laughs> uh, well, that is created <laughs> due to space. Okay. Fills the space, right? Yeah. Sound, yes. right? Uh but um, uh, so in terms of breathing, back to breathing, why is it important to feel the lower lobes of the lungs? Well, other than the fact that you are taking in more oxygen, mm -hmm. uh, the, the other very, very subtle reason is that the lower lobes of our lungs have... Uh, receptors for our parasympathetic nervous system. And uh, the upper uh, lobes of our lungs have receptors for the sympathetic nervous system. So if air doesn't get in the lower lobes of our lungs, we are never going to uh, stimulate enough those receptors. In other words, use our parasympathetic nervous system efficiently. Okay. Go, uh, and that would be like Kapalabhati breathing. Yes. Which is, we call it breath of power. Yes. 
would it be alternate nostril? Alternate nostril also. Okay. Belly breathing? Uh, belly breathing. That's forget all the... Well, I'm just... Uh, I just yeah. yeah. If you're doing proper yes. Kapalabhate, yeah. you are doing proper breath work to fill that area. Uh, you are training your thoracic uh, diaphragm to move properly in order to be able to fill in that area. And there's a couple other ones that you teach, and we're, they're more of a what we consider a Spartan style of yes. breath work. But uh, with that, uh, breath of fire, which is Bashriki. Bashrika. That actually goes against it, right? Exactly. So that puts you in fear right off the bat. Yes. Because you're almost hyperventilating. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of what they call uh, advanced breath work that is actually negative to being healthy. Exactly. So a couple of things there. First of all, the parasympathetic nervous system is the relaxation response. And that's why it's important to also use our parasympathetic nervous system going through the day. Okay. So first that. Then is uh, uh, what, uh, when you do breath work, it is extremely important to choose the right techniques and perform them properly. Practice makes permanent. Practice doesn't make perfect. Yes. Perform them properly. Otherwise, like you said, it's going to not just it won't don't do anything for you. It's going to be detrimental to your health. Yep. And it's just a matter of time. And I know there's a lot of kundalini yoga practices that actually yes. are about almost hyperventilating. Exactly. So Bastrika, the breath of fire, that a lot of times is confused with the breath of power, the Kapalabhadi, is one of those breath works that we've seen over and over have negative effects to people and uh, Swami Vivekananda says don't do breath work if you are not ready for it. Yeah. And I know that in a lot of yoga classes that we've taken, uh, not that we've trained the people, these are other that have trained under other people, actually teach the breath of fire Yes. Thinking that they're teaching Kapalabhate. Yes. They're, they're actually telling their students yes. and they're wondering why their students are leaving angry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they're wondering why it isn't working like yeah. it's supposed to be. And that's because they were taught improperly. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, hyperventilating also, unless it is done after years and years of proper practice somewhere whatever there's really no reason exactly for it. exactly there is no reason for it it's just exactly. a stupid thing that some yoga teachers have created as a trying to control try to have power yes. over their students yeah yeah pretty much yes exactly so the the idea is to breathe properly through the nose and actually perfect the belly breathing uh, before you go any further. That is, that is the most important point. Perfect belly breathing, nose breathing, both the inhale and the exhale, so you can take in enough air 
to stimulate the lower lobes of your lungs and also be able to exhale enough air in a way that will help you rejuvenate your system. And the deep belly breath can be done at night before yes. you go to bed. It helps you sleep. Yep. Uh, alternate nostril can be done at night alternate. to help you sleep. Yes. Uh Kapalabhati maybe should be done more in the morning? A Kapalabhati should, can be done after any intense activity okay. because it's also highly detoxifying. Mm -hmm. So you would do it after an activity, not before. And you can do it in the evening also as long as you do alternate nostril breathing afterwards. Okay. Very, very important. And standing heating breath is a morning practice yes. or a just before you do something intense Exactly. Practice. Exactly. And it shouldn't be done just before you go to bed. No. Because no. it'll keep you awake. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to stay awake for the next podcast that we're going to be sending uh, <laughs> next week. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.